I hate when my husband works late, being at home, alone at night, hearing every little creak. It's uncomfortable. I thought I was just being paranoid. Then my girlfriend said she felt the same way when her husband travels. Until they had what she calls their Vivint talk. Vivint, my friend calls it the best home security system out there. It's super easy to use and fit right into our budget. And I love my video cameras. I can see what's going on in and around my home right from my computer or smartphone. It's actually kind of funny. I told my husband, if you're going to be traveling or working late, I'm getting Vivint. And it's made all the difference. Call now. Not only is installation free, you'll get up to $1,500 worth of Vivint security cameras and equipment today at no charge. Seriously, $1,500. Just pay as little as $99 for activation. Call 877-776-3430-877-776-3430-877-776-3430. Restrictions apply. 48 or 60-month agreement at minimum $49.99 per month required. Not available in Louisiana. See Vivint.com for license numbers. SRN Survival Radio Network. for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to the May 3rd, 2015 episode of Let's Face It. Tonight's show is titled Why Women Cheat, Confessions of a Pickup Artist. We're your host, Alicia Brown. And I'm Janae Kay. All right. What birthday, girl, did you enjoy your birthday? (laughs) I did enjoy my birthday. I did. Can you tell us any secrets? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Well, you know, every year on my birthday, I always get a massage and a facial. So that's just a standard routine for every year. And um, this year, I actually went to Charlotte just for a change of pace and went to, you know, meet some friends down there. So I actually had my massage and facial in Charlotte. So that was a good experience. Mm -hmm. So we just had a good time. Well, you just go ahead and do you. All right, then. <laughs> and, you know, it's so funny how we have this whole birthday tourist thing going. You know, yes, mine was do. on the 20th. Exactly. It then was. You and you me. were celebrating for quite a while. <laughs> well, I'm not done yet, but, you know, that's what us tourists do. We just keep Absolutely. on celebrating. <laughs> um, and speaking of keeping on celebrating, Mr. Will Strayhorn's birthday is May 6th. And it he decided sure he wanted to turn up early. So that's why he's not here tonight. <laughs> He's still out celebrating because he thinks May 6th is a national holiday. Um, no, that was on April the 20th. But you know what? We're going to let him do his Uh-oh, early Will, you hear that? Uh-oh. <laughs> so this might be my last week on the show, y'all. But, no, seriously, he is taking some well-deserved time off. The man works extremely hard. He does. But, he does. But he's got to be more careful because because he took tonight off, we winded up with the all Female cast. Yes. (laughs) Except for the guest expert. You know, so we got four women to interview one man on the subject of why women cheat. So, real briefly, I want to remind all the listeners that you can call 1917-932-1078 for those of you that are listening on the Internet, and you can press 1 to be live on the air with any questions or comments, especially when we come back from commercial with author Daniel Gray. But we also have two special guest co-hosts this evening that I'm privileged to know, and they're powerhouses on their own right. Another April baby, Marlo Calloway. Mm. Yes. And I want to give you the time, Marlo, to introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, everyone. I'm Marlo Calloway, and, yes, my birthday was April the 21st. All right. Yay. We're going to keep those chorus going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my name is Marlo Calloway. I'm an HR professional, but my company that I am focusing on now is 
mentor me, TNDHR. Um, my 17 years of experience led me to a passion of career development. And so I help those individuals that are looking to be the best of who they know they can be as a professional. My motto is mentor to build professional wealth because we all have that opportunity to do that at any given time. So if you want to look me up, you can always look me up on LinkedIn. I'm also on um, MentorMeTNDHR, which is web.com. That's my web address. And that's Marlo, M-A-R-L-O, and Callaway is C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y. That's if we right. want to look you up, right? Okay. That's so we'll also be providing links on our Facebook page. So definitely to be able to get in contact with you because all of us need that professional umph sometimes. And, you know, too, if you listened to last week's show, you heard commentary from her on the Atlanta, Georgia's teacher scandal. But she also gave us wonderful insight on just the pressures in the education system as a whole and the pressures that are really put on teachers. And returning back to the show, this time in the co-host seat, we have Miss Tanya Lieberman, and we'd like to have her tell us, our listeners, a little bit more about herself. Well, good evening. First, I'd like to say I'm an April baby as well, April 7th. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I, I heard that. Yeah, um, but I am an author, radio host, publisher, music manager, uh, published web designs, as well as books and any designs that are needed for advertising and promotion. All of us all in my company, Native Productions. I am honored. Thank you so much for having me as a co-host tonight on Let's Face It this evening. But to learn more about me and follow me on any of my social media, it's easier to just visit my website at www.nativeproductionsva.com. Okay. And we will also be putting that information on our Facebook page soon as well. Um, Because, again, you're two powerhouses in your own right, and we want the listeners to know how to follow you as well. But, you know, unless you've been living under a rock uh, for the past few days, you've probably seen the news story about that mother whose some are either calling her mother of the year or they're calling her the worst mother alive um, in the Baltimore riots. And, you know, when she saw her son participating in the riots, She repeatedly slapped him, and then she physically pulled him away from the situation. Now, I know two of you um, have young adult sons as well as um, younger sons in general. How Mm -hmm. do you weigh in on her actions, and would your approach have been any different with your own sons? Um, This is Tanya. I I find it funny that you're asking that because my sons actually said that would have been my mom. You know, uh, I would have went old school, forgot myself in that moment, and snatched my child up as well. So that definitely would have been my reaction to protect my son and his legacy. Wow. Well, you know, I feel, I put this out. I had a nice little rant about it on Facebook. (laughs) I am so in agreement with that mother and any mother who has raised a male child, particularly black male child, Understands mm-hmm. that it is not easy. Okay, uh, uh. my boys are 27 and 21 now, and I will tell you, without the grace of God, it takes everything a village beyond the village to raise mm-hmm. a black son. Okay, yeah. and to see your child out there in the midst of an mm-hmm. opportunity to have himself be six feet under, you're going to do what you have to do whether people mm. like it or not. And so, um, okay. Yes, I'm in total agreement with her. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I saw posted, um, and I don't know, it sort of took me aback. I don't know how you guys would feel about it. Someone had put, you know, this is nothing more than repeat of history when the uh, white slave owner would have the black uh, woman come out and beat her children in front of the white people to sort of show Mm. that her son was in submission and went buck authority. Wow. Yeah, I, I saw that probably a day or two ago. I'm going, you know, you can try to tie a label to just about anything. We can all mm-hmm. see things from yes. our perspective. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a bit of a stretch. 
that's not my feeling I got from what she did. I mean, and she, I mean, and she probably didn't even know anything about it. I mean, you know, so many people, right. you know, historians go so far back and not saying that we mm-hmm. shouldn't know our history, but I'm pretty sure that's not what was running across her mind at the time. She was reacting right. out of fear, fear for her son's life, and she mm-hmm. did what she felt was the best. Now, with slapping him and all that, the best, maybe not, but I totally understand her snatching him up and probably saying to herself, I'm going to kill you before they kill you. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah. Right. No. Now, this has nothing. This has nothing to do with a slave mentality. That is so mm-hmm. far beyond us. This mm-hmm. has everything to do with a mother. Our instinct is to protect our children, even mm-hmm. from themselves. And if anyone in this world does not understand that, I feel so sorry for them. So sorry. Yeah, but it is our responsibility. It is part of our our core as a female, a woman, a mother, to protect our children. And oftentimes mm-hmm. it is a protection against themselves if they don't know until mm-hmm. you show them. You could tell them, but, honey, you have to show them. You have to. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Because, you know, when you look at the media, we all know the media can twist things how they want to. Mm-hmm. But there's so many different issues going on with the Baltimore riots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone yeah. did post something else historical on Facebook, and I totally agree with that. But it's kind of shocking thinking this happened back on March 14, 1968. Mm-hmm. The words were the other America. But it's not enough for me to stand before you tonight and condemn riots. It would be morally ir- irresponsible for me to do that without, at that, at that same time, condemning the contingent, intolerable conditions that exist in our society. Mm-hmm. These conditions are the things that have caused individuals to feel that they have no other alternative than to engage in violent rebellions to get attention. And I must say tonight that a riot is the language of the unheard. And that comes from my very own Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Yes. Yes. Again, that's 1968. And here Mm -hmm. we are in 2015, almost saying the same exact thing. Same thing. Yeah. Did you hear the city city councilman when he was being interviewed by the um, uh, news? And he just kept restating why this was happening and what he believed the root of it was. And basically talking about the infrastructure failing, but the guy that kept interviewing him was asking the same questions about, do you see the looting going on behind you? And he finally just came out and said, basically, it was a waste. Um, you're not getting it. Mm-hmm. And right. it's an example of the media just exploding this in the wrong direction and not focusing mm-hmm. on the real problem. Right. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. that's why I love this show. It, it, the title is, is perfect. Let's face it. We don't have mm-hmm. open dialogues about it. You know, we're ignoring what's going on in society, not really addressing it. Mm-hmm. But here's something on a lighter note. May not be such a lighter note, but <laughs> instantly I just looked at it and I was like, what? And, of course, I put it on our Let's Face It Radio Facebook page. Now, I'm just going to read the caption because the caption says it all. Law passed all HIV-positive people would be marked near their genitals. Apparently in South Africa, South Africa, rather, this law was passed by President Zuma to protect, quote, unquote, to protect people who can't say no to sex. If you can't read between the lines, you should read between the legs, because that's where the symbol would be tatted, end quote. Do you, are you in favor of this, and do you think it's something we should pass here in the U.S.? My, my, my. <laughs> All I have to say is what in a ham sandwich is going on? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because President Zuma himself volunteered to be the first South African citizen to get his status tatted. Okay, mm-hmm. and then he announced that the first 10 million people who were already tested positive, you know, would actually be giving um, an R, what, $50,000 funeral expense voucher. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's interesting that, that, that they have that large amount of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's serious. 
It's, it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I mean, think about the people in the U.S. I do know people who have HIV, and some of them are not protected. Some of them are. And it's scary to know that that's just lurking and walking around without mm-hmm. no one knowing because you can't look at someone and say, you have HIV. This oh, is true. I was going to say, so what happens with those that are walking around who have no knowledge of, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. what happens when you are tatted as not and then later on you have it? I, I think it- the, the tat in itself is just a reminder of a culture that um, demeans individuals in terms of being human, you know. You can't take away the fact that a person is going to be human. And I'm not saying that I can do anyone, you know, having unprotected sex. I do not. But to say that you will not have these feelings as a human because you have this tat, I don't think it's going to work. Right. The only thing thing I'm concerned Just for those that are tested positive? Yes. Just for those that tested positive. My only concern is when you look at people, let's say you were a rape victim or let's say Mm -hmm. you were a child that was born with the HIV positive status. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't carry, you still have it, and we still don't want you infecting people, but that doesn't have the same connotation. And, you know, some of us would probably argue in the U.S., now you're shaming the victim. It's not enough that they already have this thrust upon them, but now this is an additional layer of shame by marking them with the tattoo. Most definitely. Most definitely. definitely. But, you know, that was just one of those things I was like, wow, really? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> then. Gotta, gotta be more careful. But, you yeah. know, last month, getting back to our show, last month Huffington Post had an article entitled, Women reveal what drove them to cheat on their husbands. Uh, They gave reasons, everything from he stopped saying I love you to I want my husband to feel the same pain he introduced me to, all the way to it just happened. One person was even quoted as saying that it's easy for harmless friendships to progress into something more when you're unhappy at home. Um, So when we come back to Let's Face It, we're going to be joined by author Daniel Gray, who says, as a former pickup artist, his exact words are, when women cheat, it's the man's fault. So once again, pick up the phone line, one nine one seven nine three two ten seventy eight. Press 1 to be live on the air, and that way you can ask your questions directly to him. When we come back to Let's Face It. know that having a dirty filter in your heating and air system can cause major damage to your unit and pollute the air in your home? Having proper maintenance to your heating and air system is just like getting a tune-up on your car. Because you want today and avoid spending unnecessary money tomorrow. Call Temperature Design Heating and Air today. 770-823-7160. That's 770-823-7160. Do you have tax issues? Oh, back taxes or need tax relief. Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. Do you have a business, product, or service? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with close to 1 million downloads. 
We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching a diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. Thank you for tuning in to the hottest station out, the Survival Radio Network. This award-winning network has over 900,000 downloads with 30 powerful shows hitting the airwaves Monday through Sunday. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and education, this network is for you. Check us out by visiting www.survivalradionetwork.us. Onward to one million. And remember, we do radio. SRN Survival Radio Network. Welcome back to Let's Face It. Tonight we have an all-female cast to welcome in author Daniel Gray, who wrote the book titled, When Women Cheat, Confessions of a Pickup Artist. And before I welcome him, I'm just going to use a disclaimer Hello? that he is a former pickup artist. So we're asking all these questions for knowledge and in love. Welcome to the show, Daniel. <laughs> Hello. Well, thank you for having me. Sure. And how are you this evening? I am wonderful. I've, I this is my first time doing blog talk, so I was like confused. Like the whole time, I was like, "Whoa, am I on? Am I on?" No, you were on. <laughs> thank you we so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Now, like I said, we were asking all of our questions in love, and we're trying sure. not to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I've I've been in situations like this before. I'm, okay, well, I'm all right. All right. Well, I'm just going to start right off. This is Alicia Brown. Mm-hmm. And according to your book, you you I'm just curious, how do you define a pickup artist? And what is it that, you know, what is a pickup artist? What do they do? And then why do they do it? Right. So there's there's like a like a dichotomy. There's there's, there's two things. Uh first, you have the guys who are out there trying to make a buck. I mean, I, I guess I'm one of them. I, mean, I, I don't use the word pickup artist ever, and I, I just did it because, I mean, it's, it sells books, honestly. All right. It sells, I mean, it, it's, it's what it is. And people, people understand what I'm talking about when I say pickup artist. Uh, most pickup, mo- I mean, most, most people who would be considered pickup artists are just guys who are confused about the most challenging thing in their lives. I mean, I mean, women are literally, for most guys, the hardest thing that they'll ever face, and they're confused about it. And they, and there is no other place. I mean, I've looked. I I I spend my life studying lots of things. I mean, I, when I started, I I was I was a chess teacher traveling the country teaching chess. Um, right. So th- th- there is nothing. Out there, there there are no courses, no books, no no nothing about women, and the only thing about women is the pick apart pick artist community. So in reality, most guys, most guys who are studying anything about pick up artists, pick up artistry, are just guys who are frustrated and and want to learn. So most oh. guys like that, and and that's how that's how that's that that would describe me better than. I mean, because I'm looking at your question, I'm looking at I me. Mean, there's a lot of people that think about that think about pickup artists as like this uh, sleazy guy who yes. uses uses uh, uses like trickery and <laughs> convinces women to do something against their will. Oh, poor women! Um, it's it's not it's not true. There is there is that is the total opposite actually happens. Oh, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. What would you say, just going on the premise of what the book was, because right. you did say there there were ways to pick up a different woman every single day. Uh-huh. Uh, so going from that premise, mm-hmm. what was the, what age would you say that you learned to use these techniques? Okay. And was there an event in your life that made you feel like that, that was okay, that was useful? Okay. A lot of questions, I'm going to try to unpack them. The first thing that you have to recognize, the first part of the book, 
all of the techniques. I mean, I said it on the first page, actually. All of the techniques in that first part of the book, it, it wasn't for guys. And, and I didn't write that part of the book for guys. I wrote the, the entire, that entire part of the book for three different women that I didn't know. And the point of me doing that was to try to demonstrate to people, because it's, it's a difficult thing to reach that inner part of a woman. Uh, the, 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 the essence of woman, the sex, the, that inner woman, the, the, the sexual part, uh, it's, it wants to be hidden. It's, it needs to be secret. You can't, like, go directly at it. Before a man, it's obvious and easy to get to. You understand what men want. But for a woman, it's, sometimes it's good to go directly, but most of the times you need to be, I guess, you know, a little subtle. So the point of that, the first part, is was to talk about something else while getting mm-hmm. women, three, three different women, to express themselves as women. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's. I don't know if I was trying. To, I don't know if I was too smart about it, too cute about it. But I learned quite a bit about the three different women. Now that the technique itself to learn to you know, get different women every day. It's definitely possible, but the challenge of writing down a technique and telling guys you need to do this and you will get women is once women recognize that thing, then you, it doesn't work anymore because the, the, it's mm-hmm. a, it's, it, it, uh, there's a block. It, it, the, the, that inner woman, once, you, once the women know that it's stopped, it's, it's over. So there uh-huh. is no... There is no real technique to get women every day, even though I wrote about it. Uh, and uh, so the, the, next, the next part of your question was, uh, when did I start? Uh, when, right. I start when I started was um, I was studying neuro-linguistic programming, uh, NLP. Uh, it's, a, it's the study of um, how words interact with the mind, basically. It's it, it's it's everywhere. People, hypnosis is a part of NLP, and it, people use NLP for businesses and, and and a whole bunch of other different things. I was deeply studying that and taking courses and books, and I stumbled upon a guy who was using NLP to pick up women, and it seemed like something else I should be studying. So I, I studied that in tandem with the NLP, and I didn't really start dating lots of women until well, I was about me 22 when I was studying that. And uh-huh. I didn't really start dating different women, a lot of women, women until maybe I was like 27 or 28. Um, Cause I, I needed to, I was frustrated with myself because I, I wanted to be with one woman, but my, my body wouldn't let me. And it's, it's my personal issue. And I thought, I thought at the time that what I need to do is, Try as much as possible, get as many women, and maybe I'll find one. And it uh-huh. didn't work out. It didn't work out that way. It didn't work out. It just, I just got more women, and I didn't really solve anything. All right. <laughs> That's keeping it real. <laughs> Daniel, this is Marlo. Hey, how are you doing? I'm I'm wonderful. All right. Um. So when women cheat. It's the man's fault. Say it again? I said when women cheat, it's the man's fault. Tell me how so. Right. That's a it's that's a huge, huge, huge question answer. Um <laughs> but I will try to I'll try to break it down so that it's it's simple. We live in a male dominated society and guys pretty much call the shots and and for some reason I, I mean I don't understand women women accept the role that men give them. Now, let's let's switch the roles, switch sexes. Imagine a world where it's just it's it's a this is this is the reality of of guys like me. There's a the world is basically um, full of 500 pound women who don't take showers. I'm just switching the sexes now. The world is if and I'm a woman. The world is full of 500 pound women who don't take showers and there's a and and the few women that decide to take showers and um <laughs> and, and and exercise and and 
you know, be in shape, they they get flooded with guys. They're swamped with guys. And it, what what's weird that's happening now is that people, like, demonize the those women who attempt to be attractive. Like, they're, like they're not supposed to be attractive. They're supposed to be it's supposed to be hard and and and, and crazy. Mm. Just to, to to go back to the way what 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 makes women cheat and why it's men's fault. Men don't try much at all to be attractive to women. They try in the beginning to uh, you know win her over, quote unquote, and then that's it. There's no continuation. There's no there's no attractiveness, there's no, there ain't know what it means to be attractive to women. And there are guys yeah. like me, there's lots of guys like me who spend a lot of time and energy learning what it is to be attracted to women, attractive to women. And guys like me literally swimming in women. I mean, I, if I wanted to, I could have a lot of women. It's, I mean, it's not even, it's not a, it's not, it's not that it's, it's, it's not. I could. It, I'm. A, I, I've learned to be attractive, and it's not about me being physically attractive. I've learned what it is that makes women want to be attracted to a man, and mm. it, 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 it. Most guys don't. Don't. They don't. They don't want to. They, I don't know why they don't try, and I. I don't know why people try to demonize uh, like pickup artists. They, they call it pickup artists. It should be something to, totally different because that's like a bad name for some reason. But mm-hmm. it, it's a. It, it, if you spent time, energy, and effort to learn how to be attractive, what happens is people become attracted to you. Most guys don't do that. Most guys don't do that with their women. Women, women on the other hand, literally spend way too much time and energy being attractive to men. Way too much time. There's no. There is no. If we didn't do that, then what would you do? You know. What would you do? Would, because men are attracted to, for the most part, what they see. Right. All right. And and it, it's nice. It's nice for guys. It's nice for women. I would suppose say, it's it's good that you get immediate feedback. Women, mm-hmm. on the other hand, you don't. They're like that part of them is secretive, so you don't get feedback, and you, you won't really know unless someone told you. I think there's a, there's like a there's like a breakdown of, I mean it's, people say breakdown of family values. I think there's a, a like a breakdown in what like men and female relationships. Men, men like are kind of too sensitive and too arrogant. Is that they they need to understand that they need to spend as equal amount of time being attractive to women as women do do to men. It would be a whole different world, <laughs> but 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 as it is now, there's a lot of a lot of frustrated women all around the world, all around mm-hmm. the world, and and the, the the biggest complaint, I mean, and and most guys, if they guys are listening, most guys, women always say, all over the world, there's no good guys out there, and it's not because you know there aren't good guys, because obviously there's good guys. Most guys just simply aren't attractive. Most guys are 500-pound women who don't take showers and then complain about <laughs> this, is, this is what it is. Well, let, me, I mean, let, me, let me ask you this, Daniel, then. Yes. Okay. And you seeking out these women, right? What part did you play in? Did you, did you think about what you did to them, um, how you impacted their lives on that day and then going forward? But what were your thoughts after you conquered? <laughs> that is also at, it's. I, I want to push back a little bit. It's 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 like it's like saying that again. I'm like a like this creepy guy who tricked you know defenseless, helpless women into mm-hmm. falling for me. This that's not the case. Women women want sex. Women want to feel. Um, something uh, sexual, just as much as men. It's so just that's that, what you were giving them. That's, well, that's well, what you were, okay. It's not. A, it's. I didn't anything from anyone. I didn't uh, like trick anyone into doing anything. It's just that the society, everyone thinks 
that women are supposed to be incredibly hard to get. It's a, I don't know. I think it's I think it's it has to be a, a man thing. Men mm-hmm. like they want to believe that women are are, are like impossible creatures to have, and you have to do all of this all of this work. And it, it, even like um like women who do like pedophile women, like the, like the teachers who have sex with young boys, those women mm-hmm. don't even they don't get jail time because. Like and and the, and the young boys they get high fives because in our minds women are so hard like the boy he he was he must have been like a a, a master and he just wooed the girl into into you know falling in love with him or whatever it's a it's a hard thing to to try to express but women it, when women see what they want when it happens when they see an attractive person. The very same thing happens when a guy sees an attractive person, especially when the woman is is, is in like this man desert. You know, there's a, it's like a there's like a mm-hmm. desert of it, it's, it's it's not a, it's it's not it's not my fault. I didn't I didn't well, cause them to do anything. It just happens to be that I, I am an attractive man, and things happen. I didn't I didn't cause I didn't I don't think about. I don't think about their lives. I didn't cause any problems. The real problem is that guys, the men in their lives, are really, honestly, not sexually attractive. Oh, my goodness. So um, are you saying that we don't need to practice self-control, that we always have an excuse for cheating? I'm trying to figure that out. Self-control and... um, what you're saying, the way the way you frame it, it mm-hmm. it's it's like saying that women are supposed to be um, a certain way, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't cheat. I plan on getting married one day, and I plan on having mm-hmm. a, a happy relationship. Now, what I'm saying is, it's very difficult. It's very difficult for any person to see a person meet a person that they are attracted to it's a it's a it's just difficult and mm-hmm. at the same time they don't have that sexual attraction in their lives for me if if i if i married a married a woman and like she just stopped being stopped trying to be attractive to me and i met a person who mm-hmm. is attractive it would be difficult I'm not saying that I would cheat. I'm saying I would have a hard time. It's the same hmm. thing for women. Women, it's the same exact thing, except it's, I think it's even more intense because there's, a, there's, there's like no, no, it doesn't happen as often as men do. Like for me, I walk around outside, I see beautiful women all the time. For women, it happens rarely. And when it happens, it's pretty profound. <laughs> wow! Wow! And don't you want your woman when you do get married to know that she has some self-control, and that she will continue that self-control after you're married? You you keep saying self-control like there's a there's a, I mean it, it's not a it's not a a fault of a person or, or or even like I don't when people say you know oh that woman's easy or she's a she's a slut. It's it's a, I I'm wrong I think that's wrong I'm against that it's mm-hmm. like um just like Justin Timberlake most of the world to him most most women to him are sluts if you want to frame it that way most women to him mm-hmm. are easy and mm-hmm. if 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 a woman met with Justin Timberlake she would have a, and and the Justin Timberlake wanted her it would be difficult now I'm not saying she should be with Justin Timberlake versus her man, I'm saying it would be difficult. It, it's even more difficult because that doesn't happen all the time. It does. It just doesn't happen. When it happens, it's it's like a it's like a like a earth moving event. For, for guys, there are hot women everywhere, and it's it's a it, there's a big difference. The difference is, I mean, it, it, women don't find attractive men all of the time. They don't. And it's not a 
it's not a matter of, amount of self control. It's a it's a matter of you. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh, there there aren't there aren't many guys like me out there. Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm oh, a very okay. person, but I love a man with confidence, and that's typically what catches my attention. But honey, it will still come with some control, though. That's okay. <laughs> I understand. Thank you. All right. Well, hi, this is Tanya Daniel. How are you? I'm fantastic, Tanya. <laughs> Great. Well, look, your book talks about having sex with different women every day. And sure. what I want to know is because of that detail, you say every day, what makes the woman an easy catch? You kept talking about, you know, women being an easy catch. But what makes a particular woman an easy catch? And, and I'm going to slide another question in because as you answer that, I, I want to know about your um, use of protection as well. Okay. All right. So, again, I, I don't think there's a such thing as an easy woman or um, or a slut or whatever. I think I think those terms are are a way to keep women in a in a a place. You know, it's like uh, in men a need in a, like men like the, the the society needs women to be hard. You know, women. It, it's the socialist thing is an easy woman, but for for attractive people. There's a lot of easy women, people in general. I mean, it, 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 like I, I use Justin Timberlake, you can use almost anyone. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not a when I when I if I dated a woman, I'm, I don't say to myself, "Oh my God, she was so easy." It, it I say to myself, "She's." I mean, there's not that she found me attractive. You know, that's what it is. I mean, if you find someone it attractive, a, it happens. Is it more about her finding you attractive, or is there something that you're attracted to that makes it easy for you to pinpoint that's the one I want to get with? No, no, no. I mean, it's not a. Well, if if your if your goal is to just get women to 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 be with you sexually, uh, tech, honestly, you just need to keep asking women who who wants to be who want to have sex with you. Some some women just don't want to have sex at that moment. Uh, if you it's it's a it's a matter of numbers i mean mm-hmm. if you go if you go someplace and you just keep asking someone literally just say i'm going i want to have sex with you later eventually someone will say okay that's what i want to it's not a it's not a it's not that I, like i choose it's a it's like a, it has to be a mutual thing okay. and also yes it's not it and i want to reiterate women aren't easy and and even if they even if it happens quickly it wasn't it wasn't an easy easy thing well let's take the word easy out is is there okay. some a parameter that maybe their walls are not up is there a signal that lets you see you know this one might be okay oh, i'm just trying very, to feel you there very good question um it, it was important that you use the, the the term walls not up the point is the walls are almost always up for most women, even women that like having sex all the time, there's always a wall. And the the question is, what do you do with the wall? Attractive people understand that there is a wall, and you mm-hmm. just you you do deal with the wall. You deal with getting around that and understanding what makes what wants her to find you attractive. So, yeah, it's it's a yeah. It's not. Yeah, and 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 in terms of in terms of um, protection. Yes. When the wall comes Me personally, me personally, I'm not a. I'm extra cautious. I I have a I have a degree in mathematics, and the 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 math scares me. Um, I I don't honestly, I don't even kiss people. I don't I don't change, uh, you know. Saliva. I don't do that. If they if we kiss, it's going to be like a a peck. Um, usually, I don't I don't use it. If, if there's usually no exchange of fluids at all. Um, no kiss. No, not I don't even. It's uh, the it, the math is is simple. One out of every four people has something. They have it. One out of every four. And I mean, 100. percent I have been with someone who had something, and thank God I didn't get it. You know, if and I I did use protection most of the time. If I if I felt comfortable enough to kiss you with 
you know, my tongue, I, I feel I feel comfortable enough not to use a condom. But um, for the most part, yeah, I don't well, like that's, to. That's a dangerous like scale right there. Say that again? I said, that's a dangerous scale right there. If I can kiss you passionately, then I, I don't need a condom. No, yeah. If 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 I if I can kiss you, I mean, look, I don't go around kissing people. I, I there's a lot of people that I did not kiss. Um, but if I can kiss you, if 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 I feel comfortable enough to kiss you, and there's a, um, I mean, yeah, we could. If I'm not scared to get your saliva in my mouth, then I'm not. It's just the, your mouth is the dirtiest place on the on the the body. I mean, I would, that's. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable, but um, yeah, for the most part, condoms okay. always. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, good evening, Daniel. This is Janae Kay. How are you? Wonderful. Nice to meet you, Janae. All right. I'm curious to know. Um, you talk about telling the truth and say that that's the best strategy, but I'm wondering how. Is how is it that you can tell the truth if you're picking up women daily and and if you're picking up women daily, I'm pretty sure there has to be times when you're either you know manipulating or stretching the truth. Mm-hmm. So can, tell me how that works. Okay. Well, first of all, um, honesty is is my highest value, and and if um you need to talk to anybody that I know or who knows me, they'll tell you Daniel Gray. Almost never lies. I, the only lie, I mean, I do lie, but usually it's in the context of a joke, and it's clear that I'm not, I'm not lying. Um, and and the truth is, you don't need to lie to get women. You don't need to lie to do anything. Um, but to get women, the bottom line is, you just need to be attractive in a way that women find attractive. Now, in terms of what I wrote in the book, like I said earlier. Um, this just two things. First is a, there's a there's a misconception about uh, people who people like me um, that we we're like doing something tricky to women. Uh, the second thing is I, I wrote I wrote that section literally specifically for the for the three female writers. And what I'm what I wanted to get out of those women is I I wanted to com- them to commit to telling the truth. Um, and and that that was like another another thing that I was like I was I was writing a book to guys about being um, honest, but I really wanted them to commit to being honest, and they all did commit in various ways to tell the truth. Now, to be honest, if I were going to write a book to guys about getting women, I wouldn't waste any paper on telling the truth because people lie all the time. Everybody lies. Not not everybody, but people love to lie about things, and and. Writing a book, those those pages are like gold. It's like a why would you? I wouldn't waste any paper. It's like a it's, it's useless. The, the truth again, I wanted those the three women to commit to telling the truth. So yeah, it's a in a, in a nutshell, it's possible. It's possible, and I I can attest to it. That you can say almost anything you want to a woman. It's not a and, and it's, it's up to her to accept or, or reject it. The truth usually is good because I don't get caught in lies. I mean, I, I've could never. Could you give me an example lies. of what you? Could you give me an example? Example. You know, of, yeah. With regard to the book, you said you wanted the people to tell or to commit to telling the truth. The three women. So, what were some of the things that you wanted them to commit to telling the truth about? Well. The way I wrote the book, um, at least the first part, is I was attempting to create a, a scenario where they ex- express themselves. Um, what the women did was that what what they did in order to to, to say that they committed to the truth is that they gave examples in their own lives about what men telling the truth and how they appreciated it. Uh, one woman gave an example of of how a guy cheated on her, but then he came clean and told her, like, she caught him in the act. And she came, he came clean and said, I'm sorry, I got caught in something. It was my fault. Forgive me. And and then she hated him for that for a while, but then she got back together with him later because she respected his honesty. And, and other women, they, 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 they gave various examples of, of, of uh, 
why they appreciate telling the truth. Now, the thing is, they did give those examples. It was my hope. It was my hope to get them to be honest in their um, communications with me and my book. So I don't know. I really don't know if they told the truth. But that was the that was the plan. The plan was to get them to tell the truth, at least part of the plan. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Daniel, this is Marlo again. Uh-huh. One more question for you. Did I read sure. somewhere, correct me if I'm wrong, somewhere I read that you were celibate for, I guess, these last three years or so. Is that correct? Yes, it is absolutely correct. So tell us why you made that huge transition from one end of the spectrum to complete shutdown. It wasn't really a, a huge transition for me. If, if you know me, that's, I mean, when I'm doing something, I like to completely focus on it. Um, when I, re- like, for me, this entire process, this entire thing, it was a, it was a learning experience. I, I love learning. I loved most of the time. I, it wasn't me going out picking up women. Most of the time, it was me talking to women about women, and which is why, why how I structured the book. It was the the book was me talking to three different women about women. Um, it, at one point, at, at a point, I, I realized that that I'm not, I wasn't getting anywhere, and what I really want is to is to take that is is a, a real challenge of being with one woman, uh, there's a, a lot to learn from that and a lot of emotional growth to go with that. And when I, when I realized that I, I'm not capable of that at the moment, I just said, I, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not, I'm, it's, I, I lost interest because um, I learned a lot. I learned enough, and I, I, don't, I don't really need any women. I find women very attractive. And if something comes along and, you know, I don't know. I may date another woman sometime soon, but I doubt it. For me, oh. it feels like it feels like um, it feels like. I mean, like for me, I know it sounds weird, but it's like, what, what, what did you do? What, what did you do to have sex with me? You know, and it's it's weird. Like I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's like a. Like there's girls everywhere. I, I can. I can get women, but um. Mm-hmm. I want to be. I want to have one, you know, and okay. I'm not really able, emotionally to. I haven't been able to emotionally to to give myself to a woman, so. There's no point in just having, more sex. There's no. There's no. There's no joy in it. <laughs> so I've learned, I've learned all that I need to learn. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Usually, Daniel, when men get to that point or a, a person gets to that point, is because there is someone on the radar that they have to and they would like to commit to. Is that the case? Is someone no, that... no, no, no. Um, okay. I, I have a lot of you know personal issues to work through. Um, no. I don't. I don't have any. Um, anyone personal on the radar? I wish I did. If I did, I would. I would be saying that right now. I would tell everybody in the universe. Uh, but uh, no one on the radar. I. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Okay. It'd be nice. All right, well, Daniel. This is Tanya again. Um, there's, uh-huh. there's a good meaty part of your book where you you actually met a married woman. Who you tried to write lines on and pick up, uh-huh. and then you said at that point the game changed, and you actually got schooled by her. Um, I want to hear I a got, little bit about that. I got also, like, yeah, you learned some lessons from her, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you got schooled. Yeah, that, that's my expression. Oh, school, but okay. um, yeah, did you also feel any guilt in trying to pick up a married woman? What What do you feel about that? So, talk about the woman that was married and how your life changed from that point on as well. Well, the, the way I approached, um, like the, they called it, the game. Um, I, what I was doing is I was I was studying uh, the mystery method is very popular, um, and the mystery has like this uh, he's like a step by step process where you you create emotional steps to for the woman and, and it lasts like you know, seven to ten hours, and I didn't have any I didn't have lines per se but but I structured the things that I said in order to create a you know emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what what changed for me was that I didn't have to follow the structure um, that mystery put forward. I didn't have to follow that structure. It's it's a it was what was nice like it, it, what opened me up was that I could I could do almost anything I want. I can like as long as I reach that place that 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 the 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 inside place for the woman. Um, it's a, I can, I just, it doesn't have to be that, that set series of emotional states. I can do whatever I want. And also, um, I didn't have to, I don't know. It, it was, it did was you, great. Did you I have any the, feelings for this woman? Did something change with this woman? Okay. Well, the, that's a, honestly, I, I feel like I'm in, uh, incapable of 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 having feelings for people, that that was that's my personal challenge. I didn't. I was more excited about learning from her. I was I, I wasn't really feeling anything for her or about her. And when when we did break it off or she broke it off, I was sad because I was still learning so much. Um, and, so it wasn't an know, emotional tie. It was what you were no, gaining from it. No, did you have I, any guilt I, in the fact she was married? No. Well, I usually don't have any guilt for anyone usually but what made her different was like she was feeling guilty and she was talking about her husband and saying how awesome he was and he she called him perfect over and over again and the reason why we didn't have a physical relationship is because I told her I'm not I'm not going to have a relationship with you because I mean you're the only person only woman who's ever said she had a, a perfect husband or she's had anything good to say about their man. Usually, it's always something bad of why things are happening. Um, so I I told her nothing would happen, and we, we I told her we'd just be friends, and we were pretty much friends. But I spent my time talking about uh, you know dating and other women and stuff like that. Um, so I did feel I did feel bad because I, I, I the actual words I told her was. One day I want to be the perfect husband, and and I don't, I don't think it would be right for me to do anything with you. I didn't want, I didn't want it to happen. So I guess you say I did feel, I mean something, um, but I felt it was it was wrong. So we didn't do anything. We didn't have a physical relationship. So we only met once, and we talked on the phone for <laughs> a few months until okay. it was over. Wow, Dan, you've given us a lot of, of really interesting uh-huh. information. <laughs> um, how, how can our listeners uh, find you or find information about your book? Um, the book is on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or anywhere uh, they sell books. Uh, it's online. You can look into a search, uh, "Why Women Cheat: Confessions of a Pickup Artist," um, or visit your local bookstore. If they don't have it, you can they can request it. Um, you can find me online at thedanielgray.com. It's a work in progress, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the book the book is available everywhere. It's for various prices. I set it at twenty one, but on on Amazon I looked the other day. It was, I mean, actually today it was thirteen dollars or thirteen ninety eight. I don't know how they magically do that. There's like a, there's like ten prices, uh, one for seventeen, one for thirteen. I, I don't understand. Okay. Well, thank you so much, so much for joining us. We have to take a quick commercial break, and we'll uh-huh. be right back. applying for jobs only to get turned down because of the economy or lack of a degree? What if you can qualify to work for those same Fortune 500 companies without worrying about a degree and work them from the comfort of your home? With JP Employment Services, LLC, enjoy the benefits of making your own hours, enjoy more free time, and earn a great salary. For details, call 678-835-7371. 
That's 678-835-7371. Or go to www.jpemployment.com. Must be able to pass the background check. Well, that was a very eye-opening segment. <laughs> Marlo <Very>. and Tanya, <laughs> yes, yes. we could not have done it without you. <laughs> so we thank you both for being on the show. <laughs> I feel like because y'all just had some really good questions, some really good questions. Um, but we hope you will come back. Definitely, thank um, you for Yes. We hope you will continue to share all of this wonderful, wonderful skills that both of you have because I couldn't have asked those questions better myself. <laughs> <laughs> you ladies both have a great evening, and thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, well you know, next week is another hot topic that's trending everywhere. Inclusion. Janae, tell us a little bit about next week's show. Right. Well, next week's show, like you said, is called Inclusion. Um, Talking about how evangelical churches are grappling with LGBT inclusion. There's a large debate, American evangelicals, on how to deal with the sensitive issues of human sexuality coupled with the authority and translation of scripture in our rapidly changing culture. Topics such as gay marriage, welcoming gays and lesbians into church leadership positions, and whether homosexuality is a sin has caused massive debates, decreased membership, and confusion and pain. Please join us next Sunday for an open dialogue and discussion with two pastors and a special guest co-host who represent both sides of this issue. Amen. And, you know, in this area we had, in Virginia that is, we're in the area of Virginia, we had a couple that actually was very instrumental in having this um, argued all the way to the Supreme Court. They actually had their nuptials on Saturday. And I remember when it was posted on the news, and they were saying, you know, a holy matrimony. Facebook just, people just went off. I mean, well, how can you call it holy? How can you do this? And, you know, again, the topic of our show is let's face it. So we Mm -hmm. want to have an open dialogue about these issues. We can only have a greater understanding when we actually sit down at the table and openly discuss this. Um, Because, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of what side you're on, this is a human issue. And you have humans, you have emotions, you know, and then, of course, we know when you add religion to things, that complicates the issue. But, again, unless we sit down and have an open discussion about things, we're not going to face these issues. Um, So I look forward to next week's show. I I look forward um, to hearing the different viewpoints from the pastors, um, Mm -hmm. hear about what they're doing in their churches, and and hear just different ways that we can reach members because, you know, members of a church make a huge demographic, the way that we can reach more members for Christ. And, you know, hopefully I love the spirit of this show. We do things in a spirit of love. So there won't be any hate-filled rhetoric or, or you know, hate-filled arguments, but just an mm-hmm. open discussion. So I'm really looking forward to next week's show. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. It is. But I did want to remind listeners that, remember, you can always stay connected by visiting us on Let's Face It Radio.com. And, of course, you can follow our Twitter and Facebook pages under Let's Face It Radio. And just in case you need to hear us on the go from your smartphone, you can download our show either on Stitcher or TuneIn from your app store, or you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Now, with this show, there are many times where I'm sworn to secrecy, and I cannot share things until like the last minute. But if you continue to visit the website and our Facebook page, you'll always have the up-to-minute um, you know, updates, announcements, special guest information, and interviews. And I will say that we have a lot of exciting changes that are in store. So until next time, we're your host, Alicia Brown. And I'm Janae Kay.
for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.